Merry Christmas, homemakers. Welcome to episode two of Holiday Homemaking 2023. I am your host, Allison Weeks. I am a wife, a mom to four grown kids, granny to one little boy, and I have been practicing the art of holiday homemaking for over 31 years. Welcome back to all of our regular listeners. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. You picked a great time to join us as you will hear from not one, but six homemakers today about their Christmas traditions, recipes, holiday favorites, and tips. The purpose of this series is to bring a little Christmas cheer and encouragement into your December so that you will hopefully be inspired to not merely endure the Christmas season, but enjoy the gift of holiday homemaking. If you love this kind of content, be sure to check out our Holiday Homemaking 2021 and 2022 series, which have a total of eight episodes just like this one. And sign up for our free weekly newsletter, Homemaker Happy Mail. Special holiday editions will go out every Friday during the month of December and will feature recipes shared by our guests in each episode, as well as some special guest writing on the themes of Advent. Sign up for the newsletter using the link below or go to the theartofhomepodcast.com to subscribe. In today's episode, you will hear from Kelly Gunderson, Brenda Van Helen, Carly Poulin, Sarah Bowe, Nicole Pace, and Brianna Wakefield. I've got another great poem from Marjorie Rawlings, some tips on how to host a tree decorating party, and I'm sharing my thoughts on the Advent theme of peace from last year at the birth of my first grandchild. It's another full episode, and I know you will get lots of ideas and inspiration, but you don't have to do it all. Take one or two nuggets and apply them in ways that bring value to your practice of holiday homemaking. Whatever you are applying your hands to as you listen today, I know you will enjoy these holiday stories of home. All right, I'm back with my friend, Kelly Gunderson, and we're going to talk about Christmas. Kelly, describe to me Christmas at your house. Well, it depends on the year. So Mm -hmm. we alternate with um, Thanksgiving and Christmas between my family and my husband's family. So this year it is a... Herming Christmas. Mm -hmm. So we'll be here in San Antonio. We'll have the morning at home with just the four of us, and then we'll go somewhere with all of my family and have just a chill afternoon. Nice. So what are you, um, what are you eating? Do you have a special Christmas breakfast or do you guys do a big traditional meal with your family? So at home with the four of us, or if we're traveling, Last year, I made a birthday cake in Tulsa. So this year in San Antonio, we'll make some new Mm -hmm. birthday cake. The kids are always wondering what Jesus's favorite birthday cake was. So we're kind of (laughs) making them all. So And they love having cake for breakfast on Christmas morning. So that's kind of a recent thing. That's fun. Yeah. So that's a morning thing. And then um, my family normally has a very traditional meal, mm-hmm. um, although I think one year we did steaks, so that's kind of ab- non-traditional, mm-hmm. but Herman traditional. And then um, Michael's family is kind of different each year too. There's not a set mm-hmm. a set thing. Okay, it's everybody's different. Some people do more regional stuff, or mm. you know, if their family is 
from a particular part of the country or a particular country, they might pull that in and do mm-hmm. those things. And a lot of times in the States, we don't want to eat turkey because we just had turkey four weeks right. ago. So <laughs> we want to do something different. Um, is there like a special recipe that besides the birthday cakes that you make for breakfast, is there a, a special recipe that you make through sometime during the holiday season, a special cookie or a dessert or something? We're starting that. There is not one yet, Mm -hmm. but we're starting the Christmas cookie baking situation and Karis loves baking. So we're, we're to be continued on that. Okay. We're looking for the family (laughs) cookies that need to be made every year. Okay, cool. Well, what about other traditions? that don't involve food, Um, stuff that you guys do or you try to do every year as a family, maybe. So anytime after Thanksgiving for us starts um, the countdown to, we need to take the river barge downtown and look at the lights. Mm -hmm. So we do that every year and um, it's just magical. Have you done that? I have. Yeah. So, yeah, I got to do it actually for the first time last year. Okay, um, I was invited to go with my daughter-in-law's family. Um, they go every year. Oh, fun! And they get a whole boat. Oh, fun! And they bring a bunch of people and they sing. Oh, fun! Yeah. So, because we're all singing musical yes. people, so um, they they we get the historic part of the river tour, but then we also get a little. They ask the guy to take him down a little extra part or something. I don't know. They get a little extra time and he doesn't talk. The guide is not talking at this point. And nice. we were we were just singing to all the people on the sides. I didn't know you could get them to not talk. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So that was really fun. So we do the river thing every year, but we might have to look into getting a whole boat, mm-hmm. filling it with our friends. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um. So we do that. Then we also have a, an advent calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very unique advent calendar, something I made oh, before okay. we had kids. Um, it's kind of funny, but it's a bunch of different envelopes that are embroidered with the day, mm-hmm. so 1 through 25. And there's a, um, a verse. Is there a verse? No, there's a prophecy with mm-hmm. verses on mm-hmm. it, and there are little ornaments. Oh, and so we'll that'll be part of our Advent thing is we'll open that and read that, and then the kids can take it and um, hang it on the tree. And it's really cute because it's fun to see how the verses have spread out over the tree as the years have gone on. Because Karis's used to be like down you know, at the bottom, yeah, yeah. At the bottom <laughs> two feet of the tree, but they're moving up. As they get taller. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, they kind of like, you know, clump together, but now they're spreading out Uh a little bit more. So (laughs) that's just been a cute thing to see the additional decoration on the tree. And and there will be, so there'll be a prophecy and then there'll um, be something like, go look at Christmas lights with the windows down and hot chocolate or something like that. Oh, so so there's like an activity, mm -hmm. an activity prompt or something. Right, right. Oh, that's fun. The prompts, I think, need a little more updating, but mm-hmm. yeah. So there's that. So that's kind of a sweet. That is sweet. I like that thing. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. Um, so, speaking of Advent and the reason why we celebrate, what are some things that you do to help keep yourself focused and not get carried away with all the craziness and the busyness of the season? Hmm. Um. 
Well, there's a lot of stuff gets put on the calendar, I'd say a month ahead of time, easily yeah. in December. And um, so if it's kind of like saying no, mm-hmm. we can only do, yeah, it's, it's simply, I guess, saying no, it feels yeah. kind of harsh, but um, we want to have dinner. We want to have the opportunity to have conversation with our kids and hear about their day or mm-hmm. ask them questions. And so, um, so yeah, if it's not kind of on the schedule, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like our rule of life right now is just yeah. focus on being here with these little people and, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. have bandwidth for the um, spontaneous things here and there, but not have that be a rule of life. So, yeah, no, that's good. You do have to be kind of protective Yeah, about even more so, I think at that, yeah. at this time of year. Well, and I have, they both have January birthdays. Oh, so that's one thing that starts to rattle around in my head. And so I've just had the idea last year to bake their cakes mm. right around Thanksgiving time and freeze them and freeze them. Mm-hmm. Smart. Because by the time their birthdays roll around, I'm just done. You're exhausted. Yeah. Um, so if I could have their cakes baked and their presents bought, mm-hmm. have kind of a plan for their birthdays, that helps that, I think, more than saying no to all the things, helps me to be present That's so through smart. that season. Yeah. So if yeah. I can just do that, <laughs> feels like a win to me. That's really, really smart. It's almost like you've got back-to-back things because mm-hmm. what you just described is what I'm what I'm, what I try to do for the holidays as well. Like I try to start thinking about it, like it's October right now. So I'm already thinking about what can I make and stick in the freezer Mm -hmm. so that, you know, when Christmas comes, I'm not frantic or Mm -hmm. I've just run out of time and that just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But you've got it. But I always know that in January I can kind of like catch my breath, <laughs> but you can't do that. <laughs> five days apart. My birthdays are five days apart. Oh my so goodness. It's like, yeah. So just being really proactive mm-hmm. about, about thinking ahead and planning mm-hmm. and actually doing things ahead of time. That's really smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I can have that done, then that gives me the freedom to, you know, spontaneously go look at Christmas lights, which is the favorite activity mm-hmm. around here mm-hmm. in December. That's so. great. That's awesome. Well, so, those yeah. are some really great suggestions. Thank you for sharing. My pleasure. Merry Christmas. (laughs) All right. I'm back with my friend, Brenda Van Helen. Brenda is a seasoned homemaker. We just finished her main interview and now we're going to talk about Christmas, which you guys will get to hear this part in December. And I would love to know what does a typical Christmas day look like in the Van Helen household? Well... Last Christmas, it was totally awesome Mm -hmm. because our son, daughter-in-law, and the grandbaby were here for Christmas. So it was so amazing. We had the tree, and we had extra lights and everything, and a snowman and all this stuff for Kai. Um, Kai is our grandson. Who lives in Japan. Yes, in case you didn't hear, Yeah, in case you didn't hear her main interview. He's all the way in Japan. So it was awesome because we, we always open gifts in the morning, Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. And of course we went to uh, Christmas Eve service. Right. So they got to go with us and that was really awesome to praise and sing 
uh, was amazing with my son and his wife and the baby. And uh, so, yeah, we had Christmas music playing. Uh, I made all our favorites that I made when they were the kids were young, which is um, a breakfast casserole that you do the night before. Okay. And it's got bread in it and eggs, so it's really moist and yummy and cheese and mm. sausage. And then bubble bread that we do, too, that uh, uh, one of the kids' uh, teachers told us about years ago. What and is, so we make it every year. What is And it's that? in a bunt pan. Okay. And it's overnight, too. So this is so cool because then you can just bake all this. Yes. And then have some fruit and you're done for, you know, brunch or breakfast Christmas day. But um, it's... Uh, you get a bunt pan and you put those Rhodes uh, frozen dough balls. Oh, okay. R H O D E D E S, and you put them in the bottom of a buttered bunt pan, uh-huh. and you put about I think it's like twenty of them in there, and then you get melted butter and you put a little bit of that, and you use um, butterscotch cook. Pudding, not instant, the mm-hmm. small one, and you sprinkle that in. Oh my goodness! And then nuts, and you just keep, you know, putting more butter and oh, cinnamon. I'm hungry. And then you just leave it out <laughs> on the counter with a just a paper towel over it loosely, oh. and it rises. Oh, because it's yeasted. Yeah, they're yeast Dough. rolls. Oh. Yeah, yeast rolls. Oh my gosh! And then you bake it, and then you invert it, and it looks beautiful. And you just pull it apart and eat it. It's yummy. So, and then I think I did uh, Ju- Orange Julius one time too, you know, in the blender with, That's ice, fun. with ice and orange. Yeah. Okay. And stuff. You're going to have to share that bread recipe so with us. So yummy. And you can do Bubble that. Bread. You can also do that. That's one of those um, cooks on TV did uh, 30 minute meals, mm-hmm. Rachel Ray. She did it with the bread rolls and black pepper, butter. Rosemary. Oh, she did savory. Fresh rosemary. Ooh, yes. Yummy. And um cheese, provolone oh. or mozzarella. Yeah. And then you do a layer again oh, and you do the same thing. You let it sit out. You can let it sit out for like six hours. Okay. And bake it. And oh my gosh, it's that so sounds good. amazing. And garlic. Yeah. So you could do really that good. for like Christmas dinner. You could. Yeah. Yeah. Or just whenever. <laughs> whenever you want something yummy or take it, you know, to somebody's to a, house. Yeah. It's very impressive. I was going to say, it sounds like it's a showstopper visually. It's a showstopper. Yeah. yeah. And oh, everyone loves it. So fabulous. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Okay. So we're having Christmas breakfast that you mm-hmm. mostly prepared the night before, yes. which is very wise. Uh-huh. And then That's right. What happens? And we open presents, mm-hmm. of course, and uh, have just an awesome time of eating and Watching him play was so adorable. Mm-hmm. But most Christmases were alone. Yeah. And so I don't do the casserole, but I always do the bubble bread because my husband says, you got to still do that. Mm-hmm. So, and then we really don't give gifts to each other anymore. Sometimes I'll get him something from the dog. <laughs> I got him a <laughs> coffee cup last year before that said, uh, First, I drink my coffee and then I pet the dog. Oh, so because he said we're not supposed to give each other, and I said it's not for me. It's and, from the dog. And so we opened it, and he was like, "Oh my god, that's so cute." That's cute because he loves our little doggies too. Um, so yeah, we just we'll do something at home. But I do have sisters. We do a Christmas Eve at my niece who lives out here in Bulverde too, and my sisters come, and so we bring stuff to eat and. Mm-hmm. 
so I, I'm so thankful I have my family. Yeah, you know that you know my siblings that I can do stuff with. Yeah, and because yeah. uh, it is lonely mm-hmm. on Christmas with nobody here. Yeah, but we still play Christmas music, and you know, have have a we're nice still little very thankful. Quiet, time and then together. we try to you know Facetime with the kids. Yes, so yeah. that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, do you guys have any Christmas traditions in your family? Maybe stuff you but stuff that you did with the kids when they were growing up, or anything like that. Just hanging the stockings and, you know, uh, Christmas um, at church, you know, uh, Christmas Eve um, service, making cookies together, mm-hmm. of course. And I still make their favorite cookies and send them to them. And so you, they love that. So how far in advance do you have to get it, like get, get your act week. together before, yeah. so it'll get to well, Japan and I, I try time. to do because I'm working is I try to bake some of their favorites. Uh, Matt in New York loves his uh, molasses cookies, which is kind of like a ginger snap, mm-hmm. but it's soft. Yes. And so I'll do those and freeze them. Oh, okay. So I'll make my cookies. I try to get them done and freeze them. And then I've got sugar cookies and then these snowballs that mm-hmm. are kind of like a sandy or mm-hmm. whatever. And, uh, I try to do all that and have it in the freezer and then, you know, decorate. If I don't have time, I'll make the sugar cookies and then we'll pull them out and my husband will help me decorate them and then send them. So how did you pack them? Okay. How do you pack them to get from Texas to Japan? Like you have any tips for that? Well, my husband, because of our business we used to have. Oh, that's right. With the molds mold business for porcelain and things that you make. Uh, He has all the packing materials and stuff there. So he's a good packer. Mm -hmm. He knows how to do that. And, uh, and then there's requirements and stuff, you know, paperwork you have to fill out for Mm -hmm. Japan, but that's what we would do. We always send those to them. So they have their cookies every year. That's really sweet. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, the holidays can get crazy and hectic. Um, you know, even though you don't have your family here, it's mm-hmm. a busy time. Yes. You know, if you're involved in church or anything in your community and just, there's just lots of extras going on in December. So what are some of the things that you do to keep your focus on Christ during mm-hmm. the Christmas season? Well, I know it's very hard um, to do that. And I I read a devotional or Advent, you know, kind of thing. Um mm-hmm to prepare. And then, um, we do get involved in the church and, you know, sign up for things that we can do or decorate, help decorate or whatever, or, Mm -hmm. um, and take some cookies, uh, to my neighbors. Mm -hmm. And that's how I, especially like if they're new neighbors, um, if it's not during Christmas, then, you know, I would do something else, but I always take cookies to my neighbors. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, introduce ourselves or ask them if they have a home church, you know, and uh, see if, you know, invite them to ours um, and go and, you know, look at lights and things like that mm-hmm. and just uh, put our manger scene that we have. It's so old, <laughs> but it's a cutout kind of a thing. And Oh, for like the front yeah, yard? For the, yeah, we <clears throat> have it down by the street with a light on it, you mm-hmm. know, and so that uh, people can see that. And um, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's good. Good answers. Well, okay. Anything else you'd want to share about Christmas? 
I would like to do caroling again. I think that's so cool. I know. If anybody wants to do that, that would be fun. Anybody that can play a guitar too, like <laughs> someone sitting next to me. <laughs> I think that would be so fun. It and would. take some cookies and yeah. give it, you know. Yeah. And it's a little harder know. to it's do harder where nowadays, we live yeah. out here because yes. the houses are pretty spread apart um, mm-hmm. because we're sort of out in the country. But oh, the, the city yeah. is coming our way, though. Yes, and there's a lot of subdivisions around <clears throat> coming up that are closer. That mm-hmm. are, have, you know, are right next to each other that yeah. you could do it. You yeah, know? that would be fun. I know. Okay, I don't know. Like one more. And I then need... tell them Jesus loves you and yes. God bless you. And, yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. Did it hurts you? No, no. I got like That's a. Other ear. I got like a. My ear, my ears ring really badly. Oh, so I have that. Too. I have to kind of like because mm-hmm. sometimes I think it's there. I think it's literally like things dying inside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like there goes another one. Like whatever cells in my ear, you know, you that think so? I hear what, like, cause I'll hear like a really loud and you hear them say, this is it. Yeah. I mean, come this on. Is it. I'm, this is it for me. And so if I push if in on my that, ear, it'll, I I it kind of helps at it at night. Cause that's when I notice it when it's really quiet mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. like, cause it seems like it's this one. And I don't know if that's part of I don't know why a vaccine or COVID. Or well, no, for me, I've had it. I've had, had it for a long time. For a long I time. My husband has, but I haven't. And so I think I, I always thought it about. was because of the ear monitors that we wear um, oh, at church. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't keep mine really loud, but anyway, we're getting way off topic. Yeah, but. yeah. Right. <laughs> You're not recording it. So. It's still recording. Oh, but that's okay. <laughs> well, okay. Let me close this out. Thank you for sharing all your Christmas tips. And will you please share the bubble bread recipe with us? Yes, that would be, I will. That would be wonderful because I'm definitely going to make that this year. <laughs> Thank okay. you. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. God Thank bless you. you and your family. Thank you. Christmas plum pudding. Christmas calls for evergreens and sprigs of mistletoe, for icicles along the eaves and softly falling snow, red candles on the chimney ledge, above the fire must glow and candy canes and animals and all the socks must go then top the dinner and the day with christmas pudding stout with raisins citron nuts and spice and brandy poured about a light with holly on its breast and round its ample girth plum pudding makes a holiday of any day on earth marjorie k rawlings December 1926. Okay, I'm back with my friend Carly Poulin, and Carly is an In the Trenches homemaking mama, and we're going to talk about Christmas. All right, Carly, tell me, what does a typical Christmas day look like at your house? So our typical Christmas day changes from year to year because I co-parent for my big kids. Um, Mm -hmm. Some years they are here in the mornings, and some years they are not. Um, So some mornings it's first thing in the morning, we do our presents, um, as a family. Um, but if they're not here, we will wait until usually about brunch time. Um, so we'll do presents as a family. And then usually my in-laws will come over my mother and her husband will come over and we'll do presents with them and we'll do a nice meal. Um, we usually have a big brunch. Um, mm-hmm. That 
that kind of changes from year to year what we have, depending on what people request. <laughs> um, and a special recipe that I always make is my chocolate chip cookies. Oh, nice. Yes. Is there something, I mean, is it, what's special about them? Do you use a particularly special ingredient or is that a secret? Can you tell us? <laughs> um, I have a really good recipe there, like the soft baked kind. Mm, um, yummy. Yeah, they're very good. <laughs> I'm like, don't give me a crunchy chocolate chip cookie. I want it to be gooey and soft. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, it's in the way that I mix the ingredients. Certain things okay. get mixed together first and then it gets combined in a certain way Okay, um, to keep it softer. Okay, uh, cool. Well, if you're willing to share, we would oh, love to have your recipe. Yes, definitely. Uh, okay, that would be awesome. Okay. So um, it sounds like there's a lot of variation in your Christmas day, just kind of depending on who's there and what everybody's in the mood to eat and all that kind of stuff. So what about holiday traditions throughout the season? Do you have any family traditions that you guys like to do during the season? Um, decorating is definitely our biggest tradition. Um, I have all of the decorations from when I was a kid oh, <laughs> that my fun. mom also used to take out and we would decorate together. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> so that's really fun. The kids all like doing that. Mm -hmm. um, presence is one of our you know, main traditions, um, taking turns, watching each other, open our presence and such. Mm -hmm. So it's not a free for all. It's, it's like no. one at a time. One at a time. Okay. <laughs> and usually someone plays Santa. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, w when do you decorate? Are you like an early decorator or do you kind of wait till later in the month? Um, I think it all varies. It depends on how busy we are or how, you know, up to it we're feeling. Um, we've done it super early because we needed, you know, the, the cheer. Um, mm -hmm. And then we've done it super late because we were so busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I have some rapid fire questions for you that are Christmas themed. Yes. So here we go. You ready? All right. Favorite Christmas song or Christmas Carol? Um, Happy Christmas, War is Over by John Lennon. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Favorite Christmas movie? Polar Express. Uh-huh. Have you I ever been it. to one of the like live Polar Express thingies where you ride on a train? And I have not, but my mom has taken my big kids to that because we have a big cog railway up here. Oh, fun. Yeah. That is awesome. What a yep. cool memory they got to make with her. Oh, yeah. Okay, gingerbread or sugar cookie? Sugar cookies. Okay, with icing or without icing? Um, without. I make my own slice and bake sugar cookies. Ooh, nice. So, like, I make a picture in them, like Pillsbury style. <gasps> oh, my gosh. How do you do that? <laughs> um, I practiced. <laughs> <laughs> What's it a um, picture of? Like, simple um, shapes or... It can be whatever. I just have to figure out how to make it. Um, so what are I, some that you've done before? Um, I've done a Christmas tree. Uh -huh. I've done a checkerboard pattern. Okay. Um, for my cousin's baby shower, um, I did, they were, um, she had twins after a miscarriage. So they were double rainbow babies. So uh -huh. I did a double rainbow um, oh, fun. And the um, name of the baby that she lost was River. 
So I did a river running under them. So that was, that was probably my most proud one. Um, yeah, it's very fun. (laughs) That is so cool. So you, you don't want to ice them because then it would cover that design. Right. Right. Got it. Oh, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Fake tree or real tree? (sighs) So fake now, um, last year we did our first ever cut your own and it had aphids. Oh no. (laughs) Oh my God. And I hucked that thing straight out our window. (laughs) I, it was covered in aphids. Uh, So it must have had eggs on it. And when we brought it inside, the eggs eggs warmed and hatched. The heat, yeah. Oh my gosh. So I panicked because I have so many houseplants. Yeah. And out the window (laughs) it went. That's right. The houseplants. Oh my gosh. So now we're team fake um, until I have room to put it somewhere away from all of my plants. (laughs) (laughs) Because I mean, look, you're going to have that Christmas tree for maybe a month, but you're going to have those plant babies in there all the time. You don't want them to get aphids. No. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Bows or no bows on your presents? Bows. Okay. And then finally, Christmas music. Are you before or after Thanksgiving? I listen to Christmas music year round. (laughs) (laughs) We randomly play it. We randomly sing it. Um, Okay. I used to, when I was a kid, say that it had to be the day after Thanksgiving, but Mm -hmm. now I really don't care. I'll sing it whenever. (laughs) That's cool. Fair. Good answer. Okay. Finally, Holidays are hectic. We know this. The whole season can get crazy, especially with a bunch of kids. So what are some of the things that you do to keep it between the rails and and keep your focus on the things that really matter the most during that season? So lately, we have been trying to do less material things, um, Mm -hmm. less presents. Um, I think this year we are going to try at where everyone puts their money together and we get an Airbnb in the summer uh-huh. instead of trying to buy the kids a million toys that are just yes. going to be thrown around. <laughs> um, so I think we have everyone in agreement that. So this is with your, we'll like your extended family, like with yes. brothers and sisters and stuff. Yep. My mom, my in-laws, all of that. Fun. Um, yeah. Cause we'd like to have more experiences together mm-hmm. um, and not be caught up in, you know, gift giving and getting the biggest, best things. Yeah. Yeah. That and having it. meals together is really um, important for us too. Mm-hmm. During, yeah. Particularly during that season. Yeah. <clears throat> Taking the time to, to sit down to dinner you know, at least a few times a week. Yeah. Yeah. We, so we get together usually with, um, my husband's extended family and stuff around the holidays. So that's, Uh we're all so busy that that's the only time we really slow down. So trying to slow down for those meals together and not rush through them um, to get to the next one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, that's definitely a big thing. Mm-hmm. So you have local extended family is pretty is nearby. Um, yeah, yeah. For the most part, um, New Hampshire, you can drive across the state in three hours. I know. 
It's like me driving to Houston. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. So, I mean, they might be a couple towns away, but it's usually about a half an hour okay. drive for anyone. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, thanks for sharing all your holiday stories and, yeah. and, um, and memories and ideas and have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Okay, back here with Sarah Bow, and we're going to talk about Christmas. So Sarah, tell me, what does a typical Christmas day look like in the Bow household? We are usually here. Mm -hmm. I think we've only never, you know, like twice in 22 years have we not been here. So we're here. My whole family is here in San Antonio. Okay, so that makes a difference. Yes, and so we wake up and do gifts and have Mm -hmm. a special breakfast and Mm -hmm. then read the Christmas story Mm -hmm. from Luke, I believe. Yes. and my mom always made cinnamon rolls, but I make baked oatmeal. Oh, okay. And one of those like older mentor moms in my life, when I was in mops, um, we used to do like recipe exchanges. And so yeah. I have a little binder and, and her, she has passed on since, but we still do it. And one year I felt compelled to take a picture of the recipe and of the baked oatmeal. And I sent it to her son and was like, I just want you to know oh. your mom's legacy still is on. Like I think of her when I bake the baked oatmeal Oh my gosh. and my family, like one year, I think I tried to change it. I'm like, if we're not having the baked oatmeal, like <laughs> it's like, a, it's super simple and it's not super fancy, but well, what's in this baked oatmeal that, I mean, cause this is Christmas yeah. morning. So yeah. So I will make it the night before. That's the other nice thing. It's, it's so make I don't have ahead. to mess okay. up the kitchen too much. Um, oats, flour, brown sugar, eggs, mm. probably some salt. And then raisins. You can do chocolate chips. I don't think chocolate chips go with oatmeal. Mm-hmm. I know that's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but I do raisins. Um, you can do both or whatever. And then um, it it bakes. And it, when you cut it, it's like a square. It's, oh, I was going to say, what's the consistency? Up. Yeah, it's it almost like a, like a cake. It's almost like a cake. Okay. It's pretty thick. Okay. Almost like a coffee cake. Mm. And then served warm with maple syrup over it is the favorite. Nice. Mm-hmm. That sounds really yummy. So we'll do that with like fruit and okay. sausage or bacon or something like that. Delicious. For Christmas. Okay. Can you share the recipe with us? Yes, I okay. would love to. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. So baked oatmeal for breakfast and then, um, and you've opened gifts in the morning and you've read the Christmas story. And then what's the rest of your day look like? Um, typically I host Christmas day. Mm. That's why I need the kitchen to not be messy. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Uh, So growing up, my grandmother hosted Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. We're really big Christmas Eve people. And then my mom hosted Christmas day. Mm -hmm. And so now we've passed the torch and my mom hosts Christmas Eve. And I, my sisters now, um, for a time they were either like unmarried or not living here, but we're all here now. And so sometimes we've rotated and my other sister has hosted Mm -hmm. as well. Um, so we'll, but we'll, we all like help potluck stuff. Yeah. So like last year her husband hosted and did these amazing steaks, mm. like, like 33 day old, like oh. aged, dry aged. Nice. Like, yeah. Fancy. So he did steaks and yeah, we all pitched in for that. Cool. So we will go or host. But, so yeah. lots of cousins and all that kind of thing. Not lots. Not lots. <laughs> But just the family all the family's together. Here. Okay. And we usually include, we've always, like since I was little, I used to, I was like, I thought Mr. Tony and Miss Janie were our aunt and uncle. And they're like, no, they're just family friends. So like oh. we've always included yeah. family friends That's in nice. our holidays. Okay, cool. Well, okay. So you're eating the oatmeal 
um, for breakfast. But besides that, is there another recipe that must be made at some point during the Christmas season, maybe a special cookie or candy or something? Uh, my mom's honey bars oh. are a big request. And it's funny because I grew up with them, but didn't think much of them. And I have a friend now and she's like, could we have your mom's honey bars? Like she associates Christmas with my mom's honey bars because really? my mom would make batches, put them on plates with the saran wrap and like give them out. Uh-huh. And so, so what is, what's a honey bar? Um, Flour, sugar, honey. No, there's no sugar. Or is there sugar? Maybe there is. Flour, sugar, honey, eggs. It's like super simple. Okay. The best way is to press it into a jelly roll. Mm. I have seen similar recipes on the internet for like an 8x8 or a 9x13, which is thicker. Okay. The best, the the best is pressed and and it looks like this much dough and you're like, how is this? And you have to get like wax paper and just keep pushing and pressing Mm -hmm. to the ends. Mm -hmm. And then once it comes out, you put a glaze on it and the glaze is powdered sugar and mayonnaise. What? I know when I learned, I was in high school when I learned this and I was like, (laughs) gross mom, but it's true. It's just literally like one tablespoon of mayonnaise, like one tablespoon of water and then like a cup of powdered sugar or maybe two cups. Okay. Well, so do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just to it's, give it a creamy consistency. Yeah. Because I mean, the, the main ingredients in mayonnaise is like vinegar and eggs yeah. and oil. Yeah. Right. That's it. So it's, but it's just funny. So like my, my daughter's like, what are the mayonnaise bars? I'm like, no, they're <laughs> honey bars. And it's very honey forward. So it's just a unique oh. flavor, which is really nice. Okay. I might have to get that recipe okay. too, yes. because I'm thinking my son, I love honey. And like when people, when my mom travels, she brings honey back for me Oh, fun. from different places. Yes. So, and then I have a son who really, really loves honey. So I'm, we're going to have okay. to make that. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So honey bars, mm-hmm. yummy. All right. How about other traditions? that your family does during the holiday season? It's food centered, right? <laughs> well, and it was funny. We were um, dating, maybe engaged, but my husband was like very opinionated. He's like, well, I just need you to know right now we have to do my family's tradition. And I was like, okay. And he's like, we have tamales for Christmas Eve. <laughs> I was like, well, that works out because that's my family's tradition is to have tamales. Yeah. Um, I am Hispanic, yes. but he is not. So that was just a funny tradition that they had, <laughs> but they lived in San Antonio. That since. is what you do if you live yes. in San Antonio. I mean, I would say uh, for this show, probably seven times out of 10, it's tamales for Christmas. Yes. Eve. Yes. And so we have sort of like, I don't know. I think I'm at a point I just need to take over. But again, the holidays are so crazy that I just, we buy them. But Mm -hmm. my grandma for decades made them. Mm -hmm. She would make 12 dozen at a time. And so she has passed her steamer on to me. Wow. So I have the like official tamale steamer. Nice. And I know how to make them. They're just time consuming. That's very labor intensive. That's that's the thing. It's not hard. It's just takes time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, ah, oh, it'd be fun to do with the girls or maybe with their friends. Uh, well, you should definitely make a point to do that with your girls yeah. while they're still at home. Yeah. Definitely. So I know I keep every year. I'm like, it okay. needs to be this year. It needs to be this. <laughs> so that was like the funny, like yeah. we have to have tomorrow. So we have, and um, my in-laws are in the Dallas Fort Worth area mm-hmm. and they will ask where can we get tamales? <laughs> and so they can usually find them somewhere. Yeah. Um, but my best friend who grew up here, her family um, was military. They this year wanted to have a San Antonio Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so they sourced them and shipped them. Like they had them shipped there in North Carolina. And they oh. were just like, we want a San Antonio Christmas. Like, 
so. I feel like once it's like in your bones, you, you just gotta can't, do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm not a fan of tamales. <laughs> I know. That's terrible. It's okay. I'm not Hispanic. So, no, you know, you, you but everybody in my family loves them. And so we're, I don't think that's ever going to happen for our Christmas Eves, but um, we might have a little plate of them. Oh, there you go. Because we do like the big Ode, Ode to San Antonio. Yes. yes we yeah. do like lots of little finger foods. And so oh, we'll, have a, we'll have a San Antonio plate with that's tamales perfect. on it. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about the craziness you just mentioned? Yes. It is crazy and we don't necessarily have time to make 12 dozen tamales. So how do you... What kinds of other things do you do just to kind of keep it between the rails and keep the main thing, the main thing throughout yeah. the season? Um, one other tradition that kind of ties into this mm-hmm. is our church does what we call boxes of blessing. Okay. And it is for food insecure families. Mm-hmm. And they do it always the first Saturday of December. Mm-hmm. And like it's become such a tradition that it's like it's not the Christmas season until we've participated in that. And then the girls feel like, Okay, now, now it's, it's Christmas. Yes, I mean we have done it where it's eighty degrees. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like we did the boxes of us, and so it's the whole church coming together and kind mm-hmm. of assembly line style, filling these boxes and taking them to families, and so that's really special. Um, but then from the like start of the season to the actual Christmas day, and we kind of extend it. We do through Epiphany, mm-hmm. um, but it's just having. Um, I think the best for us is a visual. So I actually have a spiral, a wooden spiral candle holder, and it's called the Candle to the Cross Wreath. Yes, I've seen those. And it is just a beautiful visual that we get to move that candle and see the coming of the light of the world. Yeah. And so we do that, and then that we pair that with just, um, we have different little devotional books we've found over the years, Mm -hmm. just a quick, small devotional, and then we usually sing a hymn or Christmas carol together. Mm -hmm. Now is that a, it's just the wreath. It's it's every day, right? Yeah. So the like through it, Advent. It well, yeah. So some people do it like from Advent, but this is twenty five, so it's from December first. Okay. And the the spiral is twenty five, and then it actually has extenders for Lent. Okay. Yeah. So oh, like for forty days. Oh, that's cool. So you can add extenders, and it gets a little bit bigger. And we oh, do that awesome. for Lent. Okay. Where did you find that? Um, online. Okay. I was following a blogger that I felt like no one else knows about this blogger. Mm. And my husband called her the Canadian farmer mm. and it was Ann Voskamp. Oh, and her son makes them. And oh, that is okay. now his, he's married now. Like he started as a homeschool kid making these and yeah. I bought them back then. That's probably where I saw it. Cause I used to read her blog yes, back in that, the day. And she's like, my son's offering a few limited and I bought one oh, and wow. I'm so thankful I did. Yeah. You know, it's now just become such a part of our family tradition. And my girls made some comment one year and I went, Oh, they love this. And so he was running a sale one summer mm-hmm. and I bought each of them their own. So when oh. they leave the home, they will get to take their own. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, maybe I'll, I'll see if I can find a link for that and I'll put it in the show notes. But the, I didn't realize that you could use it in Lent also, that they had extenders yes. for Lent. And the, the third one is, I forgot the name of it, Ascension, the time of Ascension. So it's like from Easter to Pentecost Sunday. Mm. You can you can also count Keep down. Going. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. Okay. Any other traditions or anything else? No, I think that's, yeah, we just, we, we um, all put the tree up together. Okay. So it's not like a one man show. Yes, I agree. It's, it's like they look forward to it. We put Mm -hmm. Christmas music on. Mm -hmm. My mom always made cookies. So it was like, we can't put ornaments up without cookies. (laughs) And I just have 
Like that just complicates it. Yes. And we don't need, we have enough cookies during December. Yes. Yeah. That it's like just, we can enjoy our time together. Yeah. With music. Yeah. And putting. We've been doing, we, I can't remember last year if we were able to have everybody. We're getting to that yes. point now where we may or may not be able to have. Yeah, take turns. It, yeah, yeah, we may or may not be able to have a lot of people all at the house, you know, all the kids there to help decorate the tree. But we did we did do that in the high school and college years. And for the last few times, because we do it really close to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we've had so much food. Um <laughs> But they're teenagers and they're still yes. they're hungry all the time. So I would make a um, charcuterie board. Oh, nice. And then that way I didn't feel like I had to put this meal together because I'm done cooking for like a week yeah. after that. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I can just put out whatever we had available and we could just kind of stick it on the coffee table and people could eat off of it while we decorate. Oh, I love that. The tree. So. I might have to incorporate that. Yeah, there you go. That's your tip. <laughs> Thank all right. You. Well, thank you for sharing yes. all your Christmas memories. And I'm really looking forward to the honey bar recipe. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. We will get back to these holiday stories of home in just a minute. Right now, it's time for some holiday decorating tips and inspiration. This is the part of the holiday podcast where I will be giving you some tips, tricks, and ideas to spur you on towards holiday decorating with more joy and hopefully less frustration. Many hands make light work. Never is this proverb more meaningful than at Christmas time. Not only does teamwork make the dream work, but it saves the homemaker from resentful burnout and makes family memories to last a lifetime. Now, how much of your decorating that you decide to make a group project is totally up to you. It all depends on your family, your time, your personality, how many decorations you have, etc., etc. But I do encourage you to find at least one area that you can let go and not be too precious about so that the whole family can contribute and decorate that space together. It might be the tree, the mantle, the dining room, your child's room, the front porch or the yard, or all of the above. Regardless of where and how you decide to muster the troops for decorating, I implore you to spend a little time planning and preparing so that the workday or evening does not end in tears and frustration for the kids or for mom. A little project management beforehand goes a long way. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about a tree decorating party because that is how I've approached this with my family. In the past, when my kids were really young, we did sort of have an all hands on deck and I would let them help with lots of the decorating. But now that they're older and grown and out of the house, much of the decorating inside falls to me, which I'm perfectly happy to do. And the outside decorating falls to my husband, which he is happy to do. But we do have a tradition of decorating our main Christmas tree with our children and whoever happens to be available around the time of Thanksgiving. And there are some things that I've learned over the years that will help to make that evening or morning or daytime, whenever we have it, run more smoothly and just be more enjoyable overall. And I thought I would share those with you. And these would apply to a tree decorating party, if that's what you choose to do, or decorating any area together. So number one would be to check your expectations. I've already kind of said this, but I will say it again. Don't be too precious about things. 
whatever that area is that you've decided to share in the decorating process, check your expectations. If you are working with three-year-olds, it is not going to look like a magazine spread. Um, Be willing to just let the ornaments end up where they end up and be okay with that. Also, be willing to give a little guidance if needed. Maybe give a little bit, bit of direction to a child who has no idea where to put things and is a little overwhelmed with all the options. Be willing to make sacrifices as well. It is possible that things will get broken, but what matters more, preserving the precious ornament or making memories with your family? I will say though, be wise in this area. This is probably not the time if you have very young children to pull out the um, you know antique blown glass ornaments that were handed down to you by your great-grandmother and let the three-year-old handle those, I would not recommend that. Maybe have a separate little tree or garland or something for those ornaments that are out of out of the reach of little hands. Okay, my second tip is to do the lights ahead of time. Now, if you have a pre-lit tree, obviously this doesn't apply to you, but if you do not have, if you have a real tree that you need to put lights on or you have a fake tree that you need to put lights on, I recommend highly that you do those lights ahead of time because it's very time consuming and it's just, you don't want to be spending all that time weaving lights in and out of the tree branches. If you would like to see my process of how I recommend that you do this, um, you can hop over on Instagram. I have saved In my story highlights, I have a highlight saved that is called Christmas, and I documented my whole process last year, beginning with the main tree and how I put the lights on. I do have a method that I found many, many years ago, I don't know, I think on HGTV or something, about how to do your lights vertically in sections instead of horizontally around and around the tree. It is so much easier, and it makes so much more sense for a lot of reasons, and I go into that on that story highlight. So go check that out over on Instagram. Also, if you are a ribbon person, if you like to have ribbon cascading down from the top and you tuck it in throughout the tree, I would recommend doing that ahead of time as well. Now, when it's time for the event, pull the tree out into more of a central area of the room so that everyone can move freely around the whole tree. If it's tucked up, you know, into a corner or against a wall, you want to pull it out more into the middle of the room um, so that everybody can get all the way around. It just makes it so much easier to uh, to reach all the parts of the tree. And I would say have a couple of step ladders, if possible, one on one side of the tree and one on the other side of the tree so that people can go up and down the ladders um, to get to the higher parts of the tree. Okay, my next tip is to be organized. If you are way ahead of the game, which some years I am and some years I am not, sometimes I will get all the ornaments out, take them out of their boxes and put them on trays. We have some plastic trays that we eat off of often um, and I'll just pull those down and I will set the ornaments out on trays and that way people can just grab a tray and head over to the tree and start decorating from there. It just, it's, it's an extra step. It saves time. But otherwise, I will pull all the uh, boxes down from the attic and have them in the living room. And one of my sons will sit down and start pulling ornaments out um, of their boxes and setting them on the trays uh, as we do the tree that night. And again, that just takes a load off of me. But if I have time, I, I will do that ahead of time. Another part of being organized is making sure that you have all the supplies that you need. And we talked a little bit about this last week, but make sure you have extra hangers because invariably, you're going to find ornaments that don't have hangers. Um, if you 
have ornaments with batteries in them. Make sure you've got some extra batteries and some spare light bulbs. Have a trash can nearby. Um, have some super glue or and or a glue gun for making repairs on the spot, which by the way, that's a really great job to give to dad or grandpa or somebody that's there that doesn't necessarily want to be getting up and down on the ladder and being involved in the actual decorating. Have them on um, repair duty or and or putting hooks on things. Um, and if possible, put down a tree skirt, uh, the tree skirt or some kind of blanket or towel uh, to cushion the fall of the inevitable dropped ornament. Um, if you're working on a hard, if you don't have carpet in your room, if you're working on tile or um, hardwood, things are probably still going to get broken, but you can possibly eliminate some of that by having something to cushion their fall. Okay. And then the final touches would be your garlands, your tied ribbons. If you tie ribbons on the ends, that's a very fashionable thing to do. And actually I started doing that a few years ago to help make my tree look more cohesive because our big tree has all the mismatched random colored ornaments. And so I give it a more cohesive look by tying white ribbons all over the branches. And you can see that as well on that same story on Instagram, if you go and and check that out. But the garlands, the ribbons, uh, the tied on ribbons, and then your tree topper, I would recommend that you put all of those on at the end, do that last. And um, as far as food and and setting the mood, uh, I have a couple of recommendations for that. Keep the food simple, especially if you're coming right off of Thanksgiving, because you're kind of done with food. You've had so much to eat. I would recommend keeping it simple. Something that I have done with my kids, and I believe you just heard about this on one of the um, interviews, is the last few years we've done a charcuterie board because it's very different from what we've been eating because we've just come off of Thanksgiving and we are sick of turkey. And this is more finger food instead of all the heavy casseroles and dressings that we've been eating for the last couple of days. So that makes a great option for the food. Plus you can grab a little bit at a time and then go back to the decorating and then come back and grab a little bit more. Um, then you could also do a breakfast, by the way. If you are doing this maybe the morning after Thanksgiving, you could do breakfast food and do it in the morning or do like a brunch. That would be another good idea that you could do. Um, let's see what else, uh, spiced cider. I always have a little bit of spiced apple cider and, and a thing of eggnog because my kids love eggnog. I do not like eggnog, but they love it. And so that's the first time we have eggnog in the house is when we decorate the tree. So they kind of associate that with the tree decorating party. So whatever it is for you, maybe it's hot chocolate. Um, maybe it's spiced apple cider to have a nice little special drink for people to sip on is a good memory to tie to that event as well. Uh, set the mood with some Christmas music, or you can do what we do is we put on our Christmas movie that we always kick off the season with, which is Elf. Um, actually, this year, Elf was voted down. Uh, one of our children, who shall remain nameless, begged us not to put Elf on because he just couldn't bear it, probably because he watches it when when he's not supposed to, like I tell him, don't watch it all year. Wait until the Christmas tree decorating, but they do it anyway. So he's sick, really sick of it. So um, we watched a different movie this year, but it's fun to have a familiar movie just playing in the background that one that everybody knows because you don't feel like you're missing out by stopping, you know, doing the decorating while the movie's going in the background, but you also don't feel like you're sitting to watch the thing that you've seen 25 times. Um, and you pr- could pretty much quote it by heart. So set the mood with a movie or some Christmas music in the background. And don't forget to take lots of photos. Make someone a designated photographer. This is another great job for somebody who doesn't necessarily want to be 
getting into the mix of decorating the tree, but they want to participate. Uh, like maybe grandma or, you know, great aunt Mildred or whoever is there. This is something my mom loves to do. She'll get involved a little bit, but she likes to sit and watch and take lots of pictures. And so that's wonderful because we're busy decorating and we don't necessarily think to take photos. Well, that's it for this week's holiday homemaker decorating tips. As always, these tips are intended for entertainment purposes only, and we leave it up to you, the listener, to determine the safety and soundness of this advice. Now back to our holiday stories of home. I'm back with Nicole Pace. She is an in-the-trenches homemaking mama. We're going to talk about Christmas, Nicole, and I would love to hear what a typical Christmas is like at your house. Yay! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Um, So it's pretty typical. We wake up, go discover the joyful things that Santa has left. Um, We let the kids play for a little bit. I'll make some sort of special breakfast, and then all of our family is about two and a half hours away. So we pack all of us in the car, with all of our gifts and our dishes and we set off for a day of Christmases with our extended family. So we do between two and three family Christmases on Christmas day. Um, wow. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's a lot. It's a lot, but man, it's so fun. I love it. Yeah. I'm just smiling ear to ear, just thinking about it. Cause it's just so fun. Um, and there we just exchange gifts. Santa makes an appearance and, uh, at the end of the day we're exhausted, but we've gotten to see all the family and do all the fun things. And it's, it's fabulous. I just love it. That's so good. Do you just go for the day and then you come back home that night? Um, we do sometimes, it depends on what's going on the next day. Sometimes my husband has to work the next day. Um, and if that's the case, we do have to come back. But uh, if he doesn't have to work the next day, then we will get an Airbnb and kind of lazily sleep in the next morning. But we do come, we come, the festivities are over after that day. Yeah. So it's fast and furious for a day yes. or maybe a day and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, Okay. We, I always love to talk about food in this segment of the Christmas um, interview. And you, uh, we just did your regular interview and we talked a lot about food and allergies. Your son has 14 life-threatening food allergies. So tell me about what are you cooking at Christmas time? And like, what have you been able to master as far as the Christmas dishes go? What are you guys eating? I'm cooking a lot at Christmas because everything has to be made um, special for him. But we do, um, my mom started a few years ago, this massive cookie bake and kind of like everything in my life, I realized pretty quickly my son wasn't going to be able to eat the normal stuff. So I sort of spun that off and we now do an allergy-free cookie bake at my house. And um, we invite friends over and we do, I pull out all the allergy-free recipes. Uh, Our dear friend that lives right down the street, she has kids, my kids, same age. And we kind of do life together. Two of her kids also have food allergies. So we make a whole day of it and we make Chris, all the Christmas cookies, but allergy free versions. And, um, the other thing we do that I love is there is a company, I can't think who they are right now, but I will get back to you on it. They make allergen free gingerbread house kits. And that was a game changer last year because my kids could never do gingerbread. And so that was super, super special that we found that last year. So we will be making that a constant holiday tradition in my house. 
Yeah, I would love to hear. I would love to get that link okay. because that means that means they're probably gluten free. So yes, I always have. I always have to make the gingerbread. Or if we use a kit, then half of us can't eat them. Right. So. <laughs> um, there's also a. I found last year a allergy free advent calendar, like the kind that you oh. pop open, and mm-hmm. the chocolate is all dairy free, egg free. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah. I'll give you that as well if you'd like it. Uh, yes, definitely. That's awesome. Okay. So how about holiday traditions? Do you guys have any special holiday traditions that you like to do around the season? We do. Um, so my family usually gets together on a weekend that is not Christmas because my brothers, I have three brothers and um, they're all in the throes of like just getting married, just starting their lives. So there's no other little kids. Um, and so they're dealing with the, the in-laws and getting all that kind of figured out. So we do it on a different weekend and that's really fun. My mom is a fantastic, uh, entertainer and, uh, hospitality queen. She makes the most beautiful spreads and, and sometimes it's an elaborate dinner. Sometimes our favorite one is actually when she does, um, like finger foods and she makes, you know, queso and cheese balls and just like everything good that you want to eat. Um, and so we do that and then we do presents and then my family are huge gamers and my dad is, the best at coming up with the most ridiculous games. We were doing minute to win it stuff before it was cool. Um, oh, he yeah. <laughs> makes up the craziest games and gets the silliest stuff. And um, so we spend all night just being ridiculous and playing these games that we are just crying. We're laughing so hard. And um, so that's what we do with my family. And then with, I love that. Yeah, that's so fun with my extended family. And then our little um, nuclear family, we do Christmas Eve boxes on Christmas Eve night, which are kind of, I think that's a thing now people know what those are, but if not, it's just, it's a, I got a little wooden box off Etsy or you can get, you know, whatever kind of box and we fill it with uh, matching pajamas. Everybody gets a DVD um, they get a book and they get their own favorite little treat. And we have like a little movie night on Christmas Eve. So that's fun. And then the other tradition we do is our church does the Samaritans purse boxes. Did your church yes. do that? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to talk about what that is or do you want me I think to? A lot of people know, I okay. think a lot of people know what it is. I mean, you basically do a shoe. It used to be a shoe box, but now you can actually get, they they like will send you the boxes mm-hmm. to but it's about the shi- the size of a shoebox mm-hmm. and you fill it with little toys and goodies and things and it goes over to it goes to different places where children don't get anything really for christmas and that's their christmas gift and they share the gospel and and it was started it was by franklin graham right started it i don't know but what i, I love so. about it is you can track it they track the package and so you find out where it goes oh i didn't know that yeah. that must be a new feature we, that's cool yeah for the last few years yeah they'll track it and so what i do is each of my boys picks a child that's their same age and they each get a box and they go to the store and so they pick out what goes in the box they pack it they get draw a little picture, write a little note, whatever. And then we follow it. We watch it where it's at. And um, so that's been super fun for the boys. And um, I think it's super special to be able to get to teach them about giving oh, yeah. during that season and stuff like that. Yeah. So. 
That's a really great tradition. I mm. love that. You've got some really good traditions. Thanks. I would be so tickled if maybe we could get a couple of ideas of the games that you guys play. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, And put that in, put that into our newsletter when your episode comes out. That would be super fun. I will contact my dad and see if we can have some of his intellectual property because he, I'll tell you last year, two years ago, I was pregnant and I, well, I guess it would be, yeah, two and a half Christmases ago, I was pregnant, huge pregnant. And, um, this is right before COVID and it was some sort of game where you had these inflatable reindeer ears and you were across the table from your spouse and they had inflatable rings and their job was to get the inflatable rings onto your antlers. Okay. So I am 5'4 and giant, huge pregnant. My husband is 5'5 and has equivalently short arms. We are across an eight-foot table from each other. My (laughs) brothers and my family members are all tiny, skinny, and super tall with massively long arms. And so we got spanked in this game. And I'm very competitive. And I was like, this game isn't fair for pregnant people. And it was like a whole drama. and But it was very fun and lots and lots of laughs. So... Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Okay. Well, I have some rapid fire Q&A Christmas edition questions for you. Cool. Are you ready? Are you ready ready. for it? Okay. Favorite Christmas song or carol? Uh, Religious is Oh Holy Night. And then secular would be White Winter Hymnal by the Pentatonics. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. How about your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, It's a Wonderful Life is an absolute must. And then there's this other movie called Holiday in Handcuffs. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's it's an old ABC Family movie before it was, I don't know, CW or whatever it's become now. ABC Family used to do these cute little family-oriented movies. It's got um, Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart in it. And it's just really cute. Um, So it's like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Okay. Gingerbread or sugar cookie? Neither. I am weird and I don't like sugar cookies. And I don't <laughs> like gingerbread. So we do snickerdoodles. Snickerdoodles. Okay. Oh, I forgot to ask you, do you have a special recipe that you want to share with us for Christmas? Um, I don't have a special one. I do I do make um snickerdoodles and haystacks in my family every year in honor of a couple of my family members who have passed. So that's like, we always have those in the house so that they're with us. I love that. That's such a great tradition. Well, maybe if you wouldn't mind sharing one of those or both of those recipes, that'd be awesome. Okay. Okay. Back to the questions. Fake tree or real tree? Fake with lights already put on it. (laughs) (laughs) I have two rambunctious boys. Get it up fast. (laughs) Yep. 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 (laughs) Um, bows or no bows on your gift? I used to think it was an abomination not to have a bow on a present. And then, <laughs> and then you had boys. I had boys. <laughs> and I was like, what a huge waste of time because they are going to pull them all off and wear them all over their body for the entire month that I have those presents under the tree. In fact, we've just stopped putting presents under the tree. We have to hide them all over the house because they cannot stay out of them. So we are a no bow family. <laughs> 
Okay. How about Christmas music? Are you playing it before or after Thanksgiving? Um, it goes on the day after Thanksgiving, like at 6 a.m. And I'm very passionate about that. And then it literally doesn't go off until the 26th. But I'm equally as passionate about no one better turn it on anymore after the 26th. Right. <laughs> Because you've had enough and Christmas is over. we're done. We're cleaning. (laughs) We're moving on. Yes, that's great. Okay, last question. How do you keep it between the rails during the hectic holiday season with two busy little boys? What are some of the things that you do to maintain balance and to keep your heart focused on the main? So we really try to weigh everything against our values and priorities and really focus on, you know, Christ being the reason for the season. And then we say no to everything else. Um, You know, recently we had this question of, do we want to spend $500 paying to professionally put lights on our house? Or could we use that money to do five extra Samaritan boxes, you know? Um, And so outwardly, you know, the worldly part of us is like, well, yeah, we want our house to be super pretty and everyone to drive by and and envy us, whatever. But um, we've really tried to to dial it back and make it focused on what's important. Um, Same thing with our time. You know, do we go to that Christmas party or do we go caroling with our neighbors and sing off key and build some relationships and spread some joy to our neighbors. You know, we just, everything is kind of gets filtered through values and priorities. I love that. You know, I love that answer. (laughs) It's great. Okay. Well, I am so happy to hear about all your wonderful Christmas traditions. I hope it's a fabulous Christmas for you this year. Thank you for sharing with us and Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas. Sleep in Heavenly Peace, an Advent Reflection The journey to meet my first grandchild was not a peaceful one. Our son texted in the middle of the night to tell us it was baby time, and we waited impatiently for the next several hours to receive word of his safe arrival. He was born that morning, and we waited again until the new little family was settled in their hospital room and ready to receive visitors. We were so anxious to meet him but wanted to give his parents time to recover a bit from the long night of labor. Once they gave us the green light to come, we drove 40 minutes into town. Nervous, excited energy coursed through me, and I may have been a little less than gracious with other drivers on the road. We fought the traffic and navigated precarious parking situations on the sprawling medical campus. Winding our way through the maze of hospital corridors, We arrived at the correct wing, only to find that the medical staff had just descended upon their room to do some required tests on baby and mom. So, we anxiously waited again, seated at the elevators just a few feet below their room. Then the moment came. They were ready for us. We climbed the stairs to the floor above, passed through the secure checkpoint, and were soon standing outside the door, hearts pounding. We walked in, midday light diffused by winter clouds filled the room, casting a slight shadow over the bed where mom and baby lay. 
I still couldn't get a glimpse of him. In a moment, we were by the bedside, and gazing down, I saw his perfect, peaceful infant face peeking out from a beanie cap above and a bundle of secure swaddling clothes below. He was here. We were here. All the nervous anxiety melted away in the light of his countenance. Just hours before, he had gone through what is perhaps the most terrifying and traumatic event of a human life. Yet he was calm, serene, and full of peace. He instinctively knew that he was secure in his mother's arms. That is the kind of peace God offers us in his son, friend. We can know for certain, despite all of the scary, strange, frustrating circumstances around us, that we are held fast and secure in the arms of our Savior. And in that knowledge, we can stop striving, stop fretting, stop controlling, and just rest. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Isaiah 26, 3 Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. John 14, 27 I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Psalm 4, 8 I'm here again with my friend, Brianna Wakefield. She's an in-the-trenches homemaker, and we are going to talk about Christmas. So, Brianna, tell me what a typical Christmas day looks like at your house. So we have a couple Christmas days, which might be different. Um, We have actual Christmas day, which we've Mm -hmm. made the choice to still spend with each side of our family. So we rotate. One year we spend with my side, one year we spend with my husband's side, and we're usually there for the entire week before Christmas. Okay. Um, so we have very distinct traditions in both families, and we have the blessing of all of our siblings live very close to our parents. So we also get to see our siblings and our nieces when we're in town. Nice. Um, so we still very much follow our parents' traditions on Christmas Day, but we mm-hmm. wanted to have our own experience of Christmas morning in our house. So the weekend before we travel, we do Christmas morning with our kids at home. And so we start all of our Advent stuff 25 days before that day so that we can finish out all of our Christmas traditions before we travel and we can kind of culminate in Christmas morning with them. And then when we go see our family, there's not this pressure of like, oh, I didn't get this thing in with my kids. You know, we get to do yeah. all of that at home. So there's kind I of like two. that. That's a good plan. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's, it, you have to think a little bit earlier, Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it is, it's really, really fun <laughs> to do that. So for our Christmas, I think we're still ironing out the foods that we have. Last year we had cinnamon rolls and, um, and fruit and just some different, different things, but when my husband's family, the bit and my family, Christmas Eve is actually the bigger food tradition. Mm-hmm. So okay, 
On my side, it's appetizers because my dad's a pastor, so we're at church very late. And then we all come home really late at night and have all these different appetizers and Christmas cookies. On my husband's side, it's a very formal dinner, which was actually my father-in-law's Christmas Eve dinner growing up. And it's a lot of dishes from Minnesota where he grew up. So wild rice dishes and uh, some of the like raspberries, lots of different things from that region of the Uh country. So they're both delicious. Um, So we're kind of figuring out our own food because we get to eat a lot of great food when we travel. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. So is there a particular recipe that you either need to make or make sure you get to eat at some point during the season? So my husband loves this cookie that my mom makes. They're called almond logs. And Mm -hmm. if we are not visiting her, we have to make them at home. And they're a little sugar cookie that has almond extract in them. And you cut them into log shapes and then you make the top look like birch bark. So you ice them in white chocolate and then you drizzle dark chocolate over the top. And so it's just this little tiny sugar cookie. She got it out of a magazine like years ago, but for him, that, that has to be made every year. He actually talked to me about that recently, (laughs) like we're having almond looks this year. Right. Um, (laughs) I think for me, my mom makes this Italian fondue on Christmas Eve. And it's really just this like cheesy tomato-based ground beef dip that you eat with um, French bread. And it's delicious. Yummy. It's I've never so, heard of anything like that. That sounds so, awesome. Yeah, I can share that recipe. Uh, that would be you, great. It is so good. <laughs> She learned it in like her high school home ec class and like, it oh, delicious. <laughs> Even better. Yes. It's so good. She has the original like recipe book and everything. And then on my husband's side, that wild rice casserole that is, mm-hmm. so I guess my husband's grandma's recipe, that is like a must for me. Mm-hmm. Like I look forward to that for two years and I do not mm-hmm. make it except for that time because it is just so delicious. It's mushrooms and wild rice and kind of like in some other vegetables and it just simmers in this broth. It's delicious. You might have to share that one too because that sounds awesome. Okay. I will ask him (laughs) if I can share that one. If it's not, I mean, if it's a secret family recipe. I don't think it is, but I don't know. So I will ask. (laughs) Well, you can check. I'll check. Okay. All right. So do you have, besides the food, do you guys have any other family holiday traditions that you do during the season? Yes. So I love Christmas trees. So we have three Christmas trees. I think we would have more, but my husband's a minimalist. So like three is the max. That's it. Christmas trees. (laughs) You're doing pretty good to to live with a minimalist and get three trees. Yes, exactly. I am. He loves me. (laughs) So I get my three (laughs) Christmas trees and one of the trees underneath has, is in kind of our front room, which we've kind of made our library room. And I fill the tree with winter and Christmas books and we read one every single night. So sometimes I wrap them. Sometimes they're just there, but all the books kind of help since I have such little kids, it helps them kind of know what's coming. So we read about 
cookie decorating or we read about the Christmas story. We read about just the change in the season and we have bought some books and then we check some out from the library and we add a new book every year to our collection. So that's okay. Are you putting them around the bottom of the tree or are you putting them on the tree? They're around the bottom of the tree. So the tree in that room is decorated all like wintery. So it's white and blue and it's all about just the winter Winter stuff. That's the book tree. So underneath there is just filled with books and we just read books (sighs) all winter long. And then we take almost nightly hot chocolate Christmas light walks around our neighborhood. So they don't get hot chocolate every night. We do. (laughs) (laughs) They'll hear this someday, but um, they do some nights get hot chocolate or warm milk. And then we will go around the neighborhood almost nightly and see all the Christmas lights, Nice, um, which is fun. We also have a really special advent wreath. It's called the cradle to cross wreath. And Uh it's a wooden spiral that Uh you can put a candle in. And then it has a little figure of Mary and Joseph and they travel around the cross at night. So we read Uh some part of either just the whole gospel story from creation to, to Jesus's birth every night or just focus on the Christmas story. But that's something we do at dinner during the season. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Somebody else has mentioned that one, that, that same one that they use that one. Um, Yes. Those are some great traditions and you have, I mean, I'm in trouble now, Brianna, because I already have seven trees. Oh, that's the dream. <laughs> but but this whole like idea of a book tree, mm, I know you got well, my mind you're a, is going. You're a, you're a granny now, right? So yes, you, yes, you need the book tree. I yes. do. Okay, <laughs> it's very fun. <laughs> Much to my husband's chagrin, but that's okay. He loves me, and he lets me have all the trees. So. <laughs> I know it's it's just for a season. At least it's not yeah. all year. It's just exactly. like a month or two. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have some rapid fire Q and A yes. that I've added this year to the to the okay. holiday segment. Okay, so here we go. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Um, it's. Is He Worthy by Andrew oh, Peterson, which yes. I don't even, uh, to me, it's just like the whole gospel story yes. in one song. So I always mm-hmm. listen to it at Christmas. It's I just love that such song. a hopeful mm-hmm. song, song in the dark winter. Yes. I like uh, Shane and Shane version of that one too. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, favorite Christmas movie? Elf. Mm-hmm. I love Elf. Mm-hmm. Gingerbread or sugar cookie? Sugar cookie. Which that would be my family's. There's a secret family sugar cookie recipe. Really? When, when the they're called Aunt Ollie cookies. I think she was like my third back great aunt, like great 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 aunt. When she died, she left out an ingredient so no one could make them like her. So the <gasps> recipe still works, but <laughs> it no one. <laughs> she literally took it to literally her grave. Literally <laughs> took it to her grave. <laughs> so I think the cookie's great. I've only had whatever generation. Yeah. But imagine how later. great you, they but would have been if you'd have had hers. <laughs> yes. Apparently they were like a whole nother level of great. So my grandma has always tried to figure out what it could be and no one ever has figured out the secret, but apparently they were even better. Wow. So well played, Aunt Ollie. I know. Okay. <laughs> how about fake tree or real tree? Fake. Mm-hmm. It's easier. It is. Okay. Bows or no bows on the gifts? Bows. All right. Now. This is important. I think this is the most important question. Okay. Are you a Christmas music before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving person? I'm a before. 
I okay. am. I think I won't though, hold it against you. <laughs> I grew up in Minnesota, so winter is forever. Right? It is. It yeah. starts like at Halloween and it ends mm-hmm. in May. So you kind of need some Christmas music. You need it. Music. I know. Like, I know. It's, it's, it's a special exception for the Minnesotans. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we didn't, I wasn't that in that bleak of a winter, but Chicago, outside of Chicago, it's yes, pretty, it is. we called it brown out, you know, and it's yes. just brown. Everything's brown forever. Mm-hmm. And yes. it's so depressing. <laughs> yes. Um, but I still have very fond memory. I put the Christmas lights up early, like way early, whenever mm-hmm. the time changed in the fall. Yes. We had like a bay window in our front room and I hung and it had like sheer curtains. And so I put twinkle lights behind up mm-hmm. along the the window and they would shimmer through those sheer curtains and make like a nice warm glow because it would get dark at four o'clock. Yeah. And I was a mom with four little kids, yeah, like seven and to. under. You have and I was to. losing my mind and I needed some joy in my life. So yes. Yeah. So those went up like I whenever understand. the time changed. And I think that was in October. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. I, 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 I'll let that one slide. Yes, Music before. Sorry. Um, <laughs> All right, let's. I have one more question for you. Uh, what are what's something that you do because the holidays are hectic and crazy, especially you're traveling and and I mm-hmm. love your idea of having your family Christmas a week early. What's yes. what else do you do sort of the whole month to kind of keep it between the rails and keep your focus on what really matters? One of the things that I had read in a book or was it's really important when you're planning for a holiday to ask yourself, what do I want to feel at the end of it? So that's mm-hmm. a yearly conversation that my husband and I have together. Yeah, We usually both have ideas of places we want to take the kids or things we want to do or when we want to leave to travel or when we want to come home. But sometimes we almost always have to edit and say like, mm-hmm. that's too much. Like if we right. do all of these things, there's there's too much cooking or there's too much wrapping or there, you know, so that is something that has been really helpful for us Mm -hmm. is figuring out how we can work together to balance the load of Christmas and to make sure that at the end of it, it was a, it was a happy season for each of us. You know, I think another thing that we do is we started this with our kids' birthdays this year. They have almost the same birthday, but I think we're doing it for Christmas because it was so helpful for their birthday is we're giving them a combined big gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more of the focus will be on probably the stockings and the experiences that we have with them at Christmas, but they will get so many gifts from relatives that yeah. it's just easier to, to kind of simplify what we're doing mm-hmm. in our home so we can be together and enjoy them. And then probably the other thing is that we, the decor in my house is very intentionally either around the Christmas story or God's creation. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't really have a lot. We play Santa, but that's not a lot of the focus of our Christmas. We, we've never, um, that's never been like the main narrative. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so there's, I have a lot more nativity scenes or nature or, just books out about the Christmas story. I try to balance what my kids are seeing because most of what they're taking in is visual. Yes. Um, so it's really important to me that the home is set up in a way that if they can't understand my words, that they mm-hmm. can see um, the Christmas story set mm. up throughout the home. So that's probably another thing that I do. That is so lovely and intentional. I I really like that a lot because that's that visual impact might 
that that's gonna they're that's gonna stay with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so. so it it has value in the immediate in that, like you're saying, they can't necessarily communicate verbally about right. certain things, but they're going to see that and it's going to help them make those connections. But right. it'll be lasting connections because it's those visual memories. It's what you're surrounded with um, in the mm-hmm. environment that makes a huge impact. And you can remember that for a really long time. Yes. Really good. Well done. <laughs> well, it's I love Christmas, so it's fun. <laughs> I think yeah. about it a lot. Well, thank you for sharing all your Christmas ideas and memories and tips. Have a Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this second episode of Holiday Homemaking 2023. I hope you have found some joyful inspiration today to apply in your own holiday homemaking throughout the season. Don't forget to sign up for Holiday Homemaker Happy Mail. That's going to go out on Friday morning and it will have some of the recipes that we mentioned here on this episode today. So you want to make sure you get your hands on that. Click the link down in the show notes or go to theartofhomepodcast.com slash subscribe. Also, if you are not aware, we have a free Advent guide for you in which we reflect on the four themes of Advent, hope, peace, joy, and love. And we walk you through each of those themes throughout the whole month of December. There's a little prompt every day with a scripture to support that prompt and a song suggestion. It's meant to be quick, but you can take longer if you would like and apply it however you would like to in your Advent devotional time. Go to theartofhomepodcast.com slash Christmas to get your free copy. If you have found value in today's episode, you can give us a big thank you in one or more of the following ways. First of all, please share this with someone that you know who would value this kind of content, who could use this kind of encouragement in her daily homemaking and holiday homemaking walk. Secondly, leave us a rating and a review on your podcast listening app. And finally, if you would like, you can also leave us a tip in our virtual tip jar, Buy Me a Coffee. Tips are given in $5 increments. You can give one, two, three, four, or as many coffees as you would like. And any of the tips that we receive just go towards helping to offset the cost of producing this podcast and all of our resources. We thank you so much for all of the support that you give us. I would love to hear from you if you have some feedback about these holiday homemaker um, portraits and episodes and all the things that we're putting out this month or something you'd like to see us do in the podcast next year please, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can leave me a voicemail or you can send me an email at theartofhomepodcast.com slash contact. I look forward to hearing from you. I love to get feedback from you guys. It really makes my day when I get an email or a voicemail from you all. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Holiday Homemaking. I will be back next Wednesday with another episode Six more homemakers bringing you their holiday tips, traditions, and recipes. It's going to be a great one. Until then, keep practicing your art of making a home for the holidays.